Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is ACB Families, and we are welcoming you to our last program of the year, our last meeting of the year, uh, ever how you want to dub it, here we are. Tonight, we are going to be sharing our family traditions, and we hope that all of you will join in and just uh, have a good time. This is, this is we don't have a planned agenda, uh, not a set group of people that are going to talk. We hope everybody will jump in and be part of our family traditions program. ACB Families is an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, and we meet the first and third Wednesdays of each month at 9 p.m. Actually, um, up until just, oh, I guess the last half of the year, we've had a meeting on the first uh, Sunday of the month that has been what we called at that time a support call. And then the third Sunday of the month has been a business meeting. Well, obviously, this is the third Sunday of the month, and we're not at a business meeting. So uh, ACB Families, is kind of, we're kind of doing things in, a little differently right now. But uh, going forward into the new year, we will continue to have programs on the first Sunday of the month, and we'll see where the third Sunday takes us. We've had a great participation in our programs for the last, well, since the convention this summer. And we're just so glad that all of you are participating and and with us and taking part. If you were at, just to catch up a little bit, if you were at our meeting the first Sunday in December, two weeks ago, you know that that concluded our membership drive for the fall and that we at that time had uh, about 64 members that it paid for 2021. And uh, that only left us about two or three members away from the number that we had going into the, into uh, that turned into ACB in March. So um, really looked good. And you know what? We've continued to receive members since that program. And we're just about up to the number that we had last year uh, as far as the number we certified to ACB. So we are a growing group. We are welcoming uh, many, many new people who want to be part of us. And we hope that you, if you are not a member of ACB Families, that you will become one. Uh, so keep keep watching for the things that we're doing during the year. And please come and participate. Also, we're always open to ideas. As soon as um, January gets, gets here, which is going to be in a couple of weeks, we're going to begin planning for our programming that we'll be presenting at this summer's convention. And uh, if you will remember, some of you participated in our programming last year. We had five different activities at the ACB convention that included the Helen Keller presentation from the American Printing House for the Blind and the uh, Historic Hawaii Tour, Jack Fox reading stories to us at our virtual campfire, and many other things. And so we hope that you'll come and participate and be involved in what we are doing for the coming year. I want to take this opportunity to thank Daryl for being for helping us stream tonight. We really appreciate your help, Daryl. And um, Sheila is our host. 
And so we really appreciate you, Sheila. We couldn't do it without the two of them because the person who hosts and the person who helps the stream, uh, they're the two people that really make this happen as far as reaching out to other people uh, on ACB radio and really making it all very different than it is just on one of the old conference call lines. So thank you all. Appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who's here so far. People are still coming in. And uh, we will, of course, welcome others in uh, also. We're going to, rather than just kind of have a a free-for-all tonight, we're going to ask you to, um, to raise your hand when you would like to share a tradition with us. And uh, if you if you have, have something that you would like to add when someone else is speaking, please raise your hand and wait to be recognized. Sheila will help you with that. Um, if you have something going on in the background, we ask that you please mute yourself. Uh, I'm hearing some background noise right now. So I would like to ask everyone to please mute uh, just so that we can hear each other. And that's really important. And also so that people listening out there on the ACB community channel can hear what you have to say as well. I'll ask first, is there anybody here for the first time that hasn't ever been on a family's call before? Yes. Who's that? This is Wes. I All know. right. This is strictly for families, you know, like people with kids. Uh, yes. Um. Families is, is a very diverse affiliate and then we have uh, people that have kids. We have people that have grandkids. We have people that don't have any kids right, you know, at home or whatever. Um, so uh, there are, there's a wide range of people that belong to families. You know, we all live in families and whether there's yeah. one of us in our family or there's 15 of us in our family or more. Um, it's all a family. And okay. so, is this only uh, for like ACB family members? Do I, I didn't hear you, Wesley. Is this call only for ACB family members? No, you do not have to be a member to participate. Okay. And I'm single, so I wonder then. <laughs> you just hang right in there. All We're right. glad you're here. <laughs> all right. I think I stick around. I just had a few family traditions to share growing up. So, yeah. Come, just hang around. It'll be, it'll be good. We're glad you're here. Anyone else that's here for the first time? Okay. Well, um, glad everybody is is back, and hope that you'll uh, hope that you'll share with us. And if you don't want to, you just you're welcome to sit back and listen and have a good time. All right. Who would like to begin with sharing something about the Christmas with their at their family? Carla, would you like me to tell everyone how to raise their hands? Oh, that'd be a good idea, Sheila. Yes, it would. <laughs> After we've been on this call so long, we assume everybody somehow Everybody, knows. we assume everybody knows, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on a PC to raise your hand is all Y. If you're on your smartphone, it is under more options to raise hands. If you're on a Mac, it is option Y. And if you're on the landline, it is star nine. And to mute and unmute, it's a toggle, and those are toggles as well. Um, on a PC, it's Alt-A. On the Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. On the uh, smartphone, it's in the lower left corner, mute, unmute. And then on a phone, it is star six. 
So you do have a hand raised, uh, area code 661. You may unmute. Hi. Hi, Erica. My name is... Go ahead, Erica. Hi, my name is Shanika. Shanika. Oh, yeah, okay. I live in Palmdale, and this is my first time doing this game. And so I wanted to know how y'all do this game, how y'all do this. Okay. Um, the, it's not a game call. It's a call where you are going to, it, you can talk about, um, you can talk about if your Christmas traditions or uh, things that you like at Christmas time. Um, oh, it, could okay. be, it could be a fun activity. It could be a favorite recipe. It can be a, uh, something that you and your family always did. Uh, it might be okay. something that you just wish they did. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So who has something they would like to share? Um, Fran, you may unmute. Okay. Hi, Carla. Hi, um, Fran. Hi. Um, at, at our house, at our house, um, post for, for, before pre-COVID, um, we would get together. Um, after all, my siblings got married and had kids and stuff. We got together on Christmas Eve and had a big dinner, and everybody came, and it was bedlam. And of course, we do all the presents. Everybody did presents for each other. And now this COVID and nobody wants to get together. And like, um, although I am going up to spend Christmas with my sister, which will be, you know, exciting. But um, yeah, I have real fond memories of Christmas in, in my past, but it's all very different now. Fran, do you think that, um, you know, yes, this Christmas is really different. It, it is for all of us. Mm -hmm. But um, do you are you finding that there are some things that are positives that maybe you'll do this Christmas that just maybe you might take forward and do and do again because it helped you maybe to reach out to some other people? Well, I, actually, I think this year is 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 going to be um, a positive, and I think I will will continue to do it. I'm going to be spending most of the time with my sister and her family and i have a feeling that it's the beginning of a new a new tradition because normally when we go up there uh, nobody up there has room for us to stay so we have to stay in a hotel and i don't really see the family as much as i'd like to just sort of spend more time in a hotel which is kind of a bummer but this year it's not going to be like that because um, the hotels are not serving any food. So my sister said, you know, you know, come in, we'll do all our running around errands on Wednesday. Then Thursday, you'll come and hang out with us. And of course, Friday, we'll go and hang out with her. And then, so I think that's going to be a lot different. And I get, get to spend more time with my six-year-old great nephew. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, I mean, not okay. seeing my brothers isn't as big a deal as not seeing my sister, I think. Um, my sister and I have gotten a lot closer in the last few years. So spending time with her is going to be really cool. And with, you know, her daughter and her family. And so I think it's going to be, it's going to be a new tradition. It's going to be something new and I'm looking forward to it. Okay. All right. Who else? Connie. You may have Connie. Connie. Is that California Connie? 
<laughs> Connie Bateman. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So years ago, what we used to do is we go to my aunt's house for Christmas and we would play games and we would sing Christmas songs. My uncle led the Christmas singing and he was really funny. He had these song sheets that were in really, really tiny print. And so these older ladies would put on their reading glasses and they go, Alan, can't you make this in a larger font? And then, <laughs> and then he go, okay, what song do you want to sing? And so if you chose a song that was in the song sheets, it was fine. But if you requested a song that was not on the song sheets, he'd say, what page is it on? And you'd say, it's not on the song sheets. He'd say, then we're not singing it. And then he'd <laughs> <laughs> so then then we'd have a nice Christmas dinner. And then after dinner, we play the steal a gift game. Remember that? Where you pick mm. a number and then um, they go in order from one to whatever. You know, let's say one to 14 or one to 20. Oh, yeah. So, Santa game. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you do is you, when your number's called, you you go up there and you pick out, you can either pick a, choose a gift from the pile or you can steal from someone. So number, I believe number one had the advantage because number one could, um, I don't know, one of those numbers had an advantage. I think it was the first one because they could look at everyone's gift and, and steal mm-hmm. from someone. So so that was, that's what I remember about our Christmas traditions. They were kind of quirky and funny, but, but I have fond memories of them. Okay. Very good. Thanks. Thank you. You, Who don't, else? Have, you don't have any other hands up. Well, surely somebody favorite. wants to share. Okay, um, Colette, I think it's I think it's Colette. That's right. So this is Colette Arvidson in Washington, and I will tell you that I have not put up lights on my house because it is such a pain for a lot of years. But because I am a member of the Lions Club in my community, and because we couldn't sponsor a parade, the the community asked us to have businesses decorate in order to let the kids then have a map where their parents could drive them around uh, the community so they could have something bright because of all, you know, everybody's kind of stuck in their homes here in Washington. And so my house is so full of lights because I had six people help decorate this house. And we have a six-foot lion in front of my front lawn that's all lit up. And a big banner and just lights everywhere. And it's just so nice. And then so everybody could come around the neighborhood to be able to see that. And, you know, it's just such a nice thing to be able to bring joy. So I'm thinking, eh, I guess it probably is worth putting lights up. <laughs> so even if all of us can't see them, it's still nice that, you know, that they're there, for our, for especially for the kids. And I have a karate studio that's attached to my home, and the kids have been so excited when they drive by telling me, oh, we see all your lights. It's so pretty. So just nice to bring joy. Yes, it is. Okay, Thank Linda. You. Hi, guys. Hi, Carla. Um, Hi, Linda. We've always had, you know, the traditions of getting together as a family. And, of course, as my family has grown and my age has gone up, and as our ages all seem to do these days, and people have gone to heaven, you know, those traditions kind of have to morph. And uh, so, um, since I don't live in Colorado anymore and we're all kind of scattered, we don't get together with my, my, you know, my my parents, my siblings Mm -hmm. and stuff. But... Mm -hmm. 
we are going to get together on Christmas Day here, the people who live on the farm. Uh, the granddaughters are coming down from their various homes. And my uh, so for Christmas Day, my, we will just be together. And we open packages. And we, we've been doing here lately a video call with my daughter-in-law's dad and stepmom because we all draw names now. And so we're all part of that name draw. So we do a video call with them and whoever's opening their presence has to sit right smack dab in front of the, the TV screen so that, you know, they can see how they open their presence. And we go around the room. We used to go around and open one present at a time. Now we do one person at a time so that we don't have to all move so much. And uh, so that, that's kind of fun. We've used a, a, a thing called Elfster to draw names and it works out really, really well. And my exciting thing this year is my daughter's coming home, coming from the Czech Republic. She's in Denver now. Her and my grandson are coming the day after Christmas. And there is a possibility that the nursing home is going to let Dennis come home for Sunday afternoon. So that's that's what's happening here. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited about Christmas. Oh. What wonderful news, especially if they let Dennis come home. That is wonderful. Now, and your daughter, that too. Yeah, he recovered from COVID and he's doing really, really well. So good. Good, good, good. All right. We love good news. So that's that's great, Linda. Wesley, Wesley, go ahead. Wesley? Uh, yeah, it's like the Christmas tradition I would like to share. It's like when I was growing up, uh, this is kind of how it started, is that we live in the country on like 20-some acres. And so like one of the big things we did, we were going to get our tree but normally, my mom wanted the tree to stay fresh, you know, and displayable, usable, up until New Year's. And so, she's kind of holding it out till the last minute, so till like maybe a week before Christmas. And so, I'd be like, I'd be seeing trees coming up in other people's houses all the time, all around me, and then we don't have ours up yet, you know. And so, like, one time I asked mom why, and she told me that. But we would head out into the woods on our place, you know, and we would find a tree. We basically find a feral, wild, non-domesticated Christmas tree to cut down and bring it out of the woods. It's on no Christmas tree farms here, the you know, non-domesticated Christmas tree. So we put that up, decorated, you know, my dad had his own like look like a bottom of a palm that he used as a stand to put it in and we put up the tree. Dad would, would be the first one to put the lights on, then me, mom. You know, and other kids, you know, other siblings at their home would be helping put on the rest of the decorations. Then my Christmas, kind of the big Christmas scene, so of course it would be like little Christmas shopping and stuff. But my big Christmas didn't start, and I had already had picked a gift out of the Christmas catalog. I was a big Christmas card catalog reader when I was a kid. And back then, before I had my cataracts, I had very near vision and enjoyed kind of sitting there leaping through the old Christmas catalogs. I probably made mention about something we want from the Christmas catalog. And anyway, so Christmas started like Christmas Eve. So the big thing was, my big thing I was looking forward to was a Christmas program at our little church, which we basically called a Sunday school. We never really called it a church. You know, it's from a one-room, it was, it was uh, held in a one-room schoolhouse that basically the same schoolhouse that my mom had her education in when she was young. But when I, by the time I came around, they're using it for the uh, Cedar Grove Sunday School Church, you know, wh when I was was growing up. So we basically used it on Sundays and, you know, special cases like Halloween or Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, and Easter and, and Christmas. And so we go to Christmas 
Christmas Eve evening, and uh, we would have like maybe enactments of the nativity, nativity play, stuff like that. Then if you play an instrument, I was kind of taking piano lessons at the time. Then it was our chance to play a Christmas song for everybody, get up and, you know, perform, you know, rip out a little tune for everybody there. <laughs> and then towards the end of it, there's one of us, you know, actually I kind of did this role a couple of times. One of us would take on the role as Santa Claus, you know, so we would sing this song called Who Has a Beard That's Long and White? Santa Has a Beard That's Long and White, you know. Must be Santa, must be Santa Claus. If, if you guys are familiar with the tune, that's like the tune we were saying. Then Santa Claus would come walking in with the jolly ho, ho, ho. And it had this one specific chair. It was this older-looking chair with the curved back, you know, the spindles, you know, on the back of it, you know, and the, you know, the spindle-turned legs. And all. It was a really neat chair. It kind of had some wires amongst the uh, legs for extra stability. And we used the same chair for the Santa every year. And so the Santa would come, sit in that chair, and beforehand we had made, had assembled these little bags of uh, orange, peanuts, and candy. So he had this big box of these bags of candy, oranges, peanuts next to him. And that was a chance as kids have a chance to go up there, sit on Santa's knees, and we ask him what we wanted for Christmas. And he'd give us one of these little brown paper bags with an orange, peanuts, and a little bag of candy in. And that was when I had a chance to ask Santa what I want for Christmas. Of course... Christmas morning, that's my family. That's when we open our presents. None of this opening one on Christmas Eve or open them all on Christmas Eve. It was Christmas morning. And usually we work from the youngest to the oldest. <laughs> of course, I have a big pile of presents, you know. It's like, you know, paper ribbons all over the floor. My dad was like, you know, dealing with the confusion, maybe throwing away something, you know, non-trash, you know, from the presents. Uh, he started putting a box, started rounding up the being careful about running up the the wrapping, you know, papers, you know, uh, wrapping uh, refuse. And uh, and so we open our presents. Then later on in the evening, we'd go either somewhere for a Christmas dinner. Either, either we had at the house or we went to a neighbor's house or sometimes it was a Grange house or at, a, at the Cedar Grove Sunday School Church. And we have a big, bad Christmas dinner, you know. And then usually during Christmas was a time that, you know, I was the youngest. And so I was the last one that's at uh, home, you know, and, but so around Christmas was a time when siblings in there, you know, and, and my uh, sibling-in-laws would come in from out of town and nieces and nephews. And so it's kind of like a house full, you know, back in those times. And so it's always cool to have the relatives over, you know, kind of fun time had by all. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot, of, you know, going on, on, you know, sometimes being, you know, these other dinners at the Grange Hall, whatever, you know, kids everywhere and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it was a great time. That's how my Christmas went when I was growing up. Merry Christmas. You too, Wesley. <clears throat> Marylise, I think I'm saying that correctly. I'm not 100% sure. Marylise? Hi, I'm Marylise. And okay. um, you, you said it absolutely correctly. Um, this is my first time calling into ACB family, and um, I have two grown kids and a one-year-old granddaughter, so Christmas is going to be um, extra fun this year with a little one again, <laughs> and um one of the things that we always did, well, first of all, my two kids are both in their 30s, 
and um, we have not ever missed a Christmas together, the two kids, my husband and I. So we feel pretty blessed that every year we've been able to get together. Um, and one of the things that I started as a tradition when they were quite young was to read the Polar Express every Christmas Eve before they went to bed. So I have a copy in Braille, printed with the print in the Braille from National Braille Press, and I would read the Polar Express to them when they were tucked into bed before they went to sleep on Christmas Eve. And we still do that, even though they're big kids now. We sit in the living room, and um, we I still read the Polar Express. And now with our new little one, um, she she's a little young to get it all. But, of course, we bought her her first copy of the book already. But um, we will do it again this year. So the, can, the tradition will continue. All right. Thank you. Amanda? Sure. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. You can. Hi. Okay. So I have a couple of traditions, but um, I had a question for Mary Lee first. Um, you said you got the Polar Express with the Braille and the print from National Braille Press, correct? I'm sorry. That was can, can you the, hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I muted and then I okay. Unmuted. I'm sorry. So what? Um, what was your question? Um, you got the copy of the Polar Express. The um the Braille and the print version, um, mm -hmm. the, the Braille on top of the print from National Braille Press. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. My my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, she's fully sighted. And uh -huh. my, my husband reads Braille to her and she loves the Twin Vision books. I'm so, okay. thank you. Thank you for sharing that resource. I really well, appreciate it. I got that book 30 years ago, so I don't know <laughs> oh. if, yeah, oh. well, my, oh, wow. my kids are older. Yeah, my <laughs> kids are in their 30s, but um, I would still see, you know, if National Braille Press does continue to, um, you know, make print Braille books available um, for kids, and another resource you might look at is okay. Seedlings books. Okay, um, it's Seedlings, S E E D L I N G S um, books, and they're in uh, Michigan. I think Southfield, okay. Michigan, and okay. they do a ton of print braille books. They might do that that okay. book also. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for sure, sharing. Sure, I hope you can find it. Oh, I, I will most definitely be looking now. Thank you so much. And um, I am going to talk about my traditions, y'all. I have two that I absolutely love that I've been doing. We've been doing since I was little. The first one is um, on the second and third weekends in December before Christmas. My family makes Christmas candy, um, and I mean our our kitchen basically pukes candy and cookies um and i love it um i love it so much that by the time christmas comes around i'm like get rid of this candy i, I can't i can't i can't i can't deal with it anymore um but we i i love it because we make um the old-fashioned 
candy, like the, the Buckeyes and the peanut butter roll, which a lot of people refer to that as potato candy. Um, we actually make it different. We actually make it with cream cheese instead of potatoes, I believe, or I don't know. I had to ask my grandmother for the correct recipe. Um, a funny last year, the last year, the year before, um, I was make I made hard candy for the first time and um, got whiplash um, from it because the water got so steamy on the stove. I couldn't trying to read the candy thermometer, and I poured way too much cinnamon in it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so never again. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite candy. People always ask me what's your favorite candy to make. My favorite is the Oreo balls and um, the Nutter Butter balls, which have been in um, auction items here in Kentucky um, for years. Um, and then my other favorite Christmas tradition that I'm so blessed to share with my girls now um, is going to look at Christmas lights. Um, I've been doing that since we've been doing that since I was little. Um, we would go all over the city of Louisville and Lexington and even into Northern Kentucky. And we do that now. And my favorite place to go look at Christmas lights is the Louisville mega caverns, which is the, uh, the underground tunnel here in Louisville that um, has, I think it's been on a couple of ACB tours. Um, but I love it because it's underground and it's the whole, the whole area is like Christmas wonderland all lit up. And so, yeah, those are, those are my Christmas traditions and my girls, um, my daughter's four. And so this is a big Christmas for her because she's like learning what everything is and she's learning the tradition of stocking. So she caught my mom, we were at my mom's house today. She caught my mom putting candy starting to put pack the stockings with like candy and little treats and stuff and she's already pulled mine down so <laughs> that's okay <laughs> so that's so that's all for me um, um thanks amanda um just for everybody's information uh the number for seedlings i just looked up the number that i have for them and it's 800-777-8552 800-777-8552. And they do have um, a lot of books. They You might check there, Amanda. They have a lot of, do a lot of print braille. Uh, Thank you. Have, have done print, well, books that are suitable for reading to different ages of, of kids. So um, that would be a good place to check. And National Braille Press, um, let's see. National Braille Press's number is um, 800 Five four eight seven three two three. That is their um, order number, and you can check there too. You'll find they do very nice print braille books. So thank you for sharing that. I really love mm -hmm. all these resources. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mighty good. All right, Sheila. Do we have another hand? Yes, Fran. Go ahead. Am I unmuted? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, when Wes was talking about Santa Claus and the oranges, uh, it reminded me when. Um, when I was growing up, every every year in December, like a week or so before Christmas, Santa Claus would come to our neighborhood playground and he'd come in a big fire engine. It was a big deal. And all the all the kids in the neighborhood would line up and you'd get an orange and a bag of Hershey Kisses. Well, we had six kids in our house. So we had six bags of Hershey. 
that's a lot of Hershey Kisses. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, by the end of Christmas, we're all like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 he made me think of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember the Hershey Kisses and the Orioles. So, okay. All right. Who else? Nobody. Nobody? Oh, now we do. Yep. See, every time, every time we don't have a hand, somebody just <laughs> somebody nine one seven last three. You may unmute. Nine one seven. The area codes five seven one. Oh, oh, hello. Hi. Hi, I'm I'm Pamela from Virginia. Pamela. Been, yes, and been in ABCB for a while now. Okay, and I love this. Uh, I love this theme of your show here. Um, and me and my husband are here. Um, I don't have any kids, but I love kids. And um, I'm going to go to my my cousin. We're going to go to my cousins for they're having an open house since we've had a pandemic year this year. And so we're going to just kind of like almost show up and then leave maybe an hour and a half later. But everybody hopefully is going to come around and we'll be able to connect at least and maybe by phone but you know with this is i think uh we, we i grew up you know having everybody in my friends and my um all our families you know that was more the merrier and having everything the the dinner and the, the tree and everything a presence but uh, this year you know i think it's really a time for really i think reaching out to people i think and it makes me more more concerned about reaching out to people because there's so many people in need now it's it's just it's just pathetic and and so it's really a time for me to to really reflect on that as well and my husband here would like to say something he's he's a he's a, an italian <laughs> yeah italian wow about christmas yeah what do i remember i think i was about seven years old and i was laying in bed and uh, uh my sister we shared the same room and they had two bedrooms they had parents had a bedroom there was two bedrooms in a hallway with a hallway in between. So I knew that uh, one uh, that had the door half open and I saw them bringing in presents and I knew that, gee, there's no Santa Claus. They're bringing in presents. <laughs> they can't be. And they had, they had a tent. They had a tent. Uh, I, 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 one Christmas, there was a tent there set up, small tent. I, I like that. And then uh, as Italians, uh, we used to have what they have these, uh, called Tyrone, Tyrone, and uh, they're little storybooks. They're real small storybooks, and there's a there's sort of a sugar candy in there, and uh, used to fill a bowl with that. And what else do I remember? Well, my brother my brother was born at that time, and that was uh, 1944, so that's that's 76 years ago. And what else do we do? I can't think what else we did, but anyway, uh, um, we always had a tree. We had. Uh, that oh yes i really really wanted one of the, the government one of these government uh these uh, hammocks that they had the net around it, it was an enclosed hammock so i really wanted one of those and uh there's some coming from the government and i think eventually we did get one i don't know how much we used for that one but those are some of the memories that i had and uh my mother father and sister three years older and uh, so here's back to Pam with some of her ideas. <laughs> yes, and, <laughs> yes, and um, I, I'm amused. I haven't heard all of those stories. <laughs> I hope you guys all out there, everybody, and 
um, all you uh, hosts and and everybody have a have a happy new year and a merry Christmas. Thank you, Pamela. All right, and Thanks, Antonio. <laughs> Who else? That's all. Anyone else? No. Oh well, but I have some more. Now we, there we go. See, every time I say, absolutely, that's that's the key word. <laughs> well, there's still more people on our list four, here, so we can four, just call on them. That's right. Four seven two last three. You may unmute. Oh, that's Adam. Is that Adam? Hi, Adam. That's Adam. Yes, this is Adam, and Hi. I'm Carla's husband, and also. Um, I'm the treasurer for ACB families, and our dues are $8 a year, which I think is very reasonable. So I certainly invite you to join if you haven't. And if you have renewed or are a new member, we really appreciate that too. But I would like to tell a little story and then also about tradition. Uh, when I was uh, 17 and a freshman uh, at Murray State University, which is way down the western part of Kentucky, at Christmas time, uh, there was a fellow down there that had a uh, guitar for sale, and I um, had just taken up the guitar for about a year, but I had a real cheap uh, Sears guitar, and this one looked very nice, and the uh, fellow said that he had bought it brand new recently for $130, but he would sell it to me for 65 and so um, I asked my parents if they would give that to me as a Christmas present. And I have two brothers and two sisters, so uh, we weren't exactly poor, but, you know, $65 was a lot of money. And they said, well, you know, if we get that for you, that's it. You know, you don't get any other gifts or anything like that. And I said, well, that's fine. So I did buy the guitar and um, got near the end of the semester and uh, the same fellow came back to me and said, you know, I, I really kind of regret uh, selling you that guitar, and I'll, I'll give you $75, you know, to buy it back. <laughs> and I thought about it, and I said, well, no, I, you know, I, I like it. It was a Nespanya guitar, which is a Swedish made, and it was a classical guitar, which bed. means it uses nylon strings. I think your doggy went up to bed. Really? She's not only not there with a while for me, and all of a sudden she got up and left, and I thought she was in here, but I think she must have went up and jumped in your bed. Oh. Hmm. She got tired well, of being out in the cold. Yeah. Tired of watching the Spartans play. She got a little disgusted. Okay. And left oh, no, she was watching the Spartans. I, I can't. You all need to mute. Yeah, please mute. You on the phone? Yeah. Who needs to mute? mute? I love you. Love you, I, I, it's not coming up because Matt uh, Adam's phone's coming up, so yeah. I couldn't mute them. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I just, um, as I say, it was called an Espana guitar, classical, used nylon strings instead of steel strings because the steel were much stiffer. And it was because nylon strings, it was easy to play. So I, I said, no, I'll just keep it. Well, I got up and I was in my uh, bedroom at home in July and all of a sudden I heard this bang and I checked it out and, and the entire bridge on the guitar up by the hole had come loose with all six strings attached to it and you know it just I don't know what happened so we, uh, my brother checked it out with me and we had found out that apparently what happened was that the fellow that sold me the guitar 
had had the bridge to come off, and he re-glued it back on with rubber cement glue. And, of course, in the 90-degree July heat, that rubber cement glue loosened up, and that's what caused the bridge to pull off. So um, my brother knew a fellow here in Louisville, Tom Hill, who handmade guitars and repaired guitars for pretty famous people sometimes. And so we took it to him, and he glued the bridge back on properly, and I still have the guitar. But about five years ago, after 50 years, I, I checked it out on Amazon to see what it would be worth. And most music instruments will appreciate, will grow in value the older they get. Uh, this Aspani guitar, though, had gone from $130 down to 85 <laughs> so, But I still have it. <laughs> so, so I don't know which one of us got the worst of the deal. But, <laughs> but, but what does it still, can you still play it? Oh, That's yes, yes, awesome. yes, yes. No, I mean, it. It's that, not the best guitar, but you know it, it's fifty-five years old now, and yeah, you know it's that, gone. That's awesome. So anyway, that that was uh, my uh, Christmas present when I was a uh, freshman. Now my tradition is I like the Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Carla does not particularly like it, but I make uh, a real effort every year to read the book and also to catch any old-time radio versions of it that come on. Uh, Lionel Barrymore's version and and others. And um, I just, for some reason, really enjoy that. And that makes my Christmas season uh, for me. And I understand that um, CCLVI uh, is going to have some uh, plays at Carla. Do you know when that is? Uh, I think it's Thursday night. Thursday they're going to be night. playing it on their Zoom, on their Zoom platform. And uh, right. I think they're going to replay it four times, like 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, maybe on the or eight, nine, 10, yeah. 11 Eastern time. So. so so I recommend that, but that is my tradition that I like to do. But Adam, if you've listened to it and, and you've, you've read the book every yeah. year for this many years, you ought to be able to recite the thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you think? <laughs> Morley was dead as a doornail. I don't know what a doornail has in being dead, but... <laughs> There's only so much rereading one can do, but anyway. <laughs> Merry well, Christmas. You too, Adam. <laughs> Who else? Connie. <laughs> yes. We haven't heard from Kendall or no, Mark. Co but Connie's got her hand raised. Oh, so Connie, that's why I'm sorry. Connie, go ahead. Go ahead, Ken uh, Connie. Connie. Okay, so my husband passed away last year um, on December 27th, so oh, mercy. the holidays are difficult right now, but what I've tried to do is to start some new traditions. So I can't get together with my family because my, my parents are elderly and they're sheltering in place, my sister's sheltering in place, all the nieces and nephews are staying home and sheltering in place, and all the relatives are older now and really need to shelter in place. So. The other night, I had my friend Leslie over. You know Leslie, Leslie Tom. Mm -hmm. We've been yep. friends since since we were uh, students at, at SF State University. And I said, I would like you to come over and stay overnight because, you know, our chapter Christmas party, virtual Christmas party was on Saturday. And so I said, I'd like, I'm, I'm trying to start some new Christmas traditions. And I'd like to sh um, you to come over and share them. I'd like to share them with you. So what I did was 
I got some essential oils from doTERRA. One is called Holiday Joy, and it smells like orange and cinnamon and cloves. And the other one is called Holiday Peace, and that smells like a Christmas tree. So I put these, you know, a two couple of different times, I put these essential oils in my diffuser. So my house smells like Christmas now. And and then we ordered something, you know, a light meal, soup and sandwiches from DoorDash. And we listened to lots of Christmas music, like, you know, the Carpenter's uh, Christmas Portrait album, which is a classic, and uh, Amy Grant's A Christmas to Remember. And, it would, and then... On Saturday, we went to our virtual Christmas party uh, for our chapter, and uh, several of us sang um, on Zoom, and one lady even played the violin, and, and um, they also played a, um, like a half-hour Jack, old Jack Benny radio show, Christmas show, and, um, and then next week, I'm going to go visit this couple I know in the San Francisco Bay Area and spend Christmas with them because it's it's really important to me that um, I'm not alone um, on the holidays, especially right now because it hasn't been that long. And um, I just I'm just saying this to be an encouragement because some some people m- might live alone now. So my encouragement, if you live alone, is just try to start some new traditions, especially if you if you've lost a lo- um, a loved one. Thanks, Connie. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Adam has his hand raised again. Adam, let's let's see if someone else. <laughs> let's see if there's someone else, and then we'll come back. Anybody else? No, ma'am. No. Nope. Okay. Well, we haven't heard from several people, but you don't have to share if you don't want to. Uh, so, Carl, so Adam, you share. Well, I'm always talking. Well, yeah, but we, we would like to hear what your um, traditions are. Well, no, I was, I was, I had my hand up by accident. I apologize. Oh, oh, it's okay. Carla was quick. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, actually, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to put him on the spot, but I do want to put him on the spot. I, I would love for, um, I don't know, Kendall, if you would be comfortable sharing about y'all's Christmas, because Kendall had a, Kendall's from up in the mountains, and they have a huge family. And I would just be interested to know how you all even manage to have Christmas dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I don't know if if you'd want to share with us, but I think it's your thing. All right, Kendall, you're on a phone. So do you know how to unmute? It's it's star six. Yeah, Kendall. It's star six, Kendall. He's he's got it. Yeah. Okay, and I think I'm unmuted. Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, Go ahead. There, there was uh, were 17 of us. Uh, fortunately, uh, everybody never was all together at the same time. I mean, there was uh, we only had a four room house, so whenever the ones that did come, it was it was pretty crowded, you know. And uh, uh, we had a great big table, but it still wasn't big enough for everybody. So. Uh, everybody, you know, get them a plate and just go wherever they could go, you know, in the living room or if if it's lucky enough to be warm outside, they'd take them a plate and go out on the porch or just wherever they could find a spot to a spot to sit down, you know. And uh, but it was it was pretty it was pretty good. I mean, you know, we didn't really have a traditional dinner, but we had you know plenty of everything else: chicken and dumplings and uh, roast or you know just whatever we had. And uh, my my dad always uh, if he could get him a raccoon for Christmas, he always wanted that. And and Kendall, 
did did they do Christmas presents on Sunday on on Christmas Day or um, just as people uh, came Christmas. in? How did that work? Uh, Christmas Day. Well, seventeen seems like a mighty big bunch <laughs> of people. <laughs> oh yes, I mean, man, everybody's making oh. pallets down the floor, you know. And, yep. Well, thank you, okay. and uh, appreciate that. Anyone else? Okay. Merry Christmas, Kendall. <laughs> um, Linda, did you want to share something else? I was just going to say that Dennis's grandparents had <laughs> a four-room house. <laughs> and I was so grateful when they always let me sit at the table because there were people everywhere. I mean, they had, you know, it was you came in the kitchen and you filled your plate and you went and uh, and just I mean we had people sitting on the beds, people on the floor, people everywhere, and so I can relate to that story. <laughs> I was always glad that I could sit at the table and I didn't have to try to figure out how to navigate all that mess. <laughs> but we had great times at Grandpa and Grandma Alexander's. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, we we had a call uh, Friday night. Uh, with a, a roundabout with the Greater Lowell Council of the Blind. And we got to talking about some of the ornaments and how some of them have changed uh, over the years. And uh, one of the things that we especially talked about were the different lights, how lights were so different years ago. And for me, one of the things that I really enjoyed every year was we had a live tree until I guess the first time that we didn't have a live tree, I think I was 12 um, in that age range. But before that, we had a live tree. And um, the lights that were out then, I mean, you could never have them now. They they wouldn't allow, they don't sell those kind of lights anymore. Um, but I don't know if any of you remember bubble lights. And um, <gasps> Yes, yes, yes. I love them. I love them. And I found them in a shop down in Tennessee, right outside of Sevierville. I'm sorry, Carla, go ahead. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> There's all right. a few of those, too. I think they're what to talk about, the kind of big, frosty, large, spiritual-shaped ones. Well, there were actually two different kinds. The ones that we call bubble lights were um, kind of round on the bottom, and uh, the part that, that screwed into, you know, went into the the string the string for the lights um that was the round part and then it had this um tapered thin uh -huh. glass uh -huh. tube that went up from that and that's where the liquid inside as the light got hot yeah. it would you know bubble inside and all these different colors and i could see enough to see the colors on the tree and i thought those bubble lights were beautiful we had another kind that i don't know if it technically was a bubble light or not but they were a bigger light, more like a candle. And they also, the, the base of, think of the candle, the base went into the, into the socket where the, on the string. And then the, and it was plastic. Now the bubble lights were glass. Um, but, the, but the candle went into this socket. And then there was kind of a fat, um, the, the, the candle part was a fat, plastic and it actually tapered at the end to look to mimic the flame of the candle i didn't like those quite as well because they weren't as bright and colorful as the bubble lights but those and then the little glass lights that um were like a teardrop that mm -hmm. just kind of uh were rounded on top 
And those were the standard lights where today you have the little tiny strings and those are kind of the, the fillers for your tree. Um, we didn't have any of those little bitty lights, but those little glass lights, the tapered ones were more of the um, of, of what filled up your tree. And I, when I really think of my um, the tree when I was a child, it would be those lights and then some ornaments that uh, God hung on that tree. Every year, my mother would go down and purchase these glass ornaments from this uh, store in town, which was called Stewart's. And it was kind of the place to go buy things. And so she would, you know, the, having an ornament from there was really kind of a ta-ta thing. And, um, and so we'd have these little ornaments and, you know, they'd have to be put on there. And, oh, it was just so, and my dad would wind up all mad about the lights of ornaments because, you know, if one went out, you had to find it on the string and replace it. And sometimes you had a light bulb to replace and sometimes you didn't. <laughs> but um, but that, that, that tree, I think, is what I think of as the most traditional part of Christmas. So anyone else quickly? We're going to be there, out of time. Yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got four minutes. And Teresa, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Teresa. I decided to come out of the shadows. I was listening in, and I said, well, geez, they need some more hands. So I came on. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of a, some of the things that we would do when I was growing up as a kid. You know, I was in the school for the blind. So, you know, that was a special time for me to be at home at Christmas time. And um, I remember, you know, we would um, either open up presents um after we went to midnight mass or early on Christmas morning, just depending. And then we would, uh, you know, have our meal later on. I remember once we went to midnight mass, we opened up presents. Actually, I was about 20 years old then. And I think we all slept till like 11 a.m. Because we'd opened our gifts. And then my dad said, who wants an omelet? And so, you know, everybody jumped up, me, 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 you know. And that was our brunch. And then later on, of course, we had our uh, evening meal. And um, by that time, my older sister was uh, a parent, and she had uh, two small children, and they were, you know, curious about seeing our tree, and they wanted to turn off our Christmas lights when they were about to leave, because that's what they did when they were at home. <laughs> okay. That's one of my right. fondest memories. Yeah. Well, we are about out of time, aren't we, Sheila? Yes, ma'am. Getting okay. close. Okay just like to say thanks to everybody for coming and we will have our first uh, 2021 families activity on January 3. So be sure and plan to come back at nine o'clock on January 3 and join us. We'll be announcing on our list what the topic is. Again, if you'd like to become a member, give me a phone call at 502-897-1472 and we would love to have you. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Sheila, and thanks, Daryl, for helping us out tonight. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year Merry to everybody. Merry Christmas, Carla.